This is an RNZ podcast. Not long after the shootings on Thursday morning, it was reported that the 24-year-old gunman was on home detention for family violence offences, but he had special permission to visit the construction site where he was employed. The Prime Minister has said a full review will be launched into what triggered the terrible sequence of events and whether there were any red flags that should have been picked up. The media and commentators have already been raising questions about the increased use of home detention and the discounting of prison sentences for those guilty of serious offences and even the effectiveness of the gun buyback scheme and access to firearms. But for now, other politicians have refrained from adding their views in the media, though that's likely to change with an election on the way, a point made on Morning Report's political editors' panel on Friday morning like this but it is impossible to ignore that wider backdrop with the government under pressure over crime. This shooting is not going to end this debate. If anything, it's likely to inflame it. And Jess, today, so yesterday, uh, Christopher Luxon and Mark Mitchell held a press conference. The Prime Minister held a press conference. Um, uh, Jenny Anderson has been speaking. I mean, it's a diff- it was a difficult day yesterday. Absolutely, and I think it's really challenging for politicians to know when to dive in and when to pull back. It's a little different for the Prime Minister in those situations because we need to hear from him early about the ideological or political elements to that, if there are any, of course, there weren't in this case. But I do think that whole idea of feeling safe and feeling like crime is under control is going to be an element in the lead-up to the election. Law and order and crime and punishment are election issues that rival politicians have flagged already in a big way this past week. Last night saw another crime spree across Christchurch as the government struggles to get a handle on the ram raid epidemic. Today it announced a new gang and youth crime crackdown to try and get it under control. Using youths to commit crimes will become an aggravating factor at sentencing, and so will posting footage of crimes like ram raids online. That was Mike McRoberts kicking off News Hub at 6 last Monday, shortly after the Prime Minister announced those new moves to tackle youth crime, which has become so heavily featured in the news media lately. Now, many of the crimes have also been amplified by social media, something News Hub's political editor Jenna Lynch took the Prime Minister to task over as well. We'll reach out to the social media companies as well um, to look at whether there's more that they can do. Did you just make that up on the fly? Are you really going to contact the social media companies Hmm. to tell them to take that? No, we've had had several conversations about that. And it remains to be seen if the big offshore online platforms, already wary of government plans to extend regulation of them, will be on side with this mission to make safer communities together, suddenly, in cyberspace. But in the meantime, reporters were clear that communities were not feeling safe from crime and that was driving the sudden spate of government crime policies. Right, Jenna, the community has been fed up for some time, but is the government a little late to the party this time? Yeah, finally picking up on the depth of anger in the electorate. This is reactive and it is rushed. They hurried this out in such a fluster that embarrassingly they mucked up their own policy. Chris Hipkins initially announced that commissioning kids to commit a crime would be a new offence with a 10-year sentence. That was wrong. They had to issue a correction and dial that back to just an aggravated factor in sentencing. And Jenna Lynch pointed out also that those measures and further ones drip-fed into the news on Tuesday and Wednesday however urgent, have no real chance of becoming law before the election in October. And the National Party's Justice spokesperson Paul Goldsmith told reporters that these measures were clearly rushed. It looks uh, a shambles, uh, they're scrambling, uh, they're pulling stuff together and making mistakes. But the opposition have been dropping their own piece-by-piece pre-election proposals on crime into the news cycle too lately. And last month, 
It was Paul Goldsmith who was accused of not really thinking them through. Revictimising through videos can also be considered. So basically yeah. these provisions are already in the Act. Well, well that's, uh, that's a very broad uh, um, uh, in, uh, coverage that you're talking about here. What we're, we're obviously just trying to make it explicit. So there are a number of things that are explicitly listed as aggravating factors, and we want to include it in that. Earlier, the National Party had proposed making gang membership also an aggravating factor to boost sentences for those convicted of crimes, even though it wasn't clear how membership could be confirmed. And the ACT Party rolled out a justice policy in May that was partly prompted by a Herald on Sunday front page in April, which claimed that some people weren't being arrested because the country's biggest prison, Rimutaka Jail, was too full, when it actually wasn't. Now, both proposals got plenty of media coverage, though, thanks to the media's elevated interest in crime. And on Wednesday, after the government announced two new youth justice facilities to be built, but no budget or timeline for them, News Talk ZB's political editor Jason Walls told the fill-in host Jack Tame this. There's been a, a distinct uptick in the rhetoric about law and order in the past week. And a cynic, Jack, might say that it's poll-driven and 87 no. days out. No, not no. me, not me, not no. me. Jason, no, no. <laughs> well, you don't really need to be a cynic to think that all this is really driven by public opinion. And the media, of course, play a part in that. For example, earlier this month, News Hub at 6 screened this. Auckland cameraman Tim Raythel has been covering overnight breaking news for News Hub for 17 years. He says he's never seen crime as bad as it is now. From what I'm hearing, uh, there's been three shootings in South Auckland this weekend. So two in Otara and one in Manurewa. So it looks like things could be ramping up again. Yeah, well, what do I say? It's not surprising. I mean, the last couple of years in Auckland, it's just been crazy. And cameraman Tim Raythel's video diary was interrupted that night by reporter Amanda Gillies making this claim. For every crime, there's a victim. Shopkeepers, business owners, everyday good Kiwis. And the toll, it's huge. It's mental, financial, physical. And it seems there's no sign of it slowing down. As we've heard on Media Watch in recent times, some offences are slowing down though you wouldn't know it from reports like that one, in which the opposition police spokesperson Mark Mitchell later insisted that the media were not making enough of crime. The media are reporting exactly what crime is happening, and by the way, after what you've seen, they're actually underreported. There's a lot more violent crime and a lot more violence happening in our communities and our cities around the country that's going unreported. It's a result of a soft-on-crime Labour government. When the Prime Minister's science advisor recently released a report called Towards an Understanding of Aotearoa New Zealand's Adult Gang Environment, the Capital's daily paper The Post said... It would be hard to pick a worse time than on the eve of an election campaign that will be characterised by a tough-on-crime arms race between political parties. But another way of looking at it would be that it's actually the perfect time. However, The Post said this does not seem to be a year when people want to hear nuanced crime messages.